Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to The Spilled Tea, your place for the latest on pop culture, entertainment news, and LGBT issues. Now, here are your hosts. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of The Spill Tea. I'm your host, Emmy Morgan. It's probably going to be a short show again. Um, not a ton of topics to talk about, but definitely some topics. Let's just get right into it. Biggest discussion that blew up last week. We have to talk about it. The fly. Or what's being called Flygate. Um, wow. Just wow. Everyone's like, oh, who do you think won the debate? Who do you think won the debate? Camilla Harris or Mike Pence? The fly one. If you are a listener and you don't know what I'm talking about, what happened was the VP presidential debate was last week. Kamala Harris was for, from my point of view, she kept her composure. The only time she broke was, all right, little backstory. We know that in the presidential debate, Donald Trump kept interrupting Joe Biden. He kept interrupting him. It came out that there was someone who found out if you know someone with a stutter interrupting them when they try to talk that enhances their stutter and makes them look and feel foolish. So that's why Donald Trump kept interrupting Joe Biden. Of course, Kamala Harris is smart. She knows this. She did her research, I'm sure. She doesn't have a stutter, but she also doesn't play fucking games. So when Mike Pence tried to interrupt her, she said, I'm sorry, Mr. Vice President, I'm speaking. He had his full term to talk. She never interrupted him. Then when she goes to talk, he interrupts her. So that's why she said, I'm sorry, I'm speaking, because the moderator wasn't doing the moderator's job. So she did it. She stood up for herself. It wasn't about trying to take control of the situation. It was about all that stuff I just talked about. She did not want to be manipulated. She did not want to be spoken over. And quite frankly, if anyone was in another debate with someone or if you're in an argument with someone, you want your voice to be heard, period, point blank. Forget Democratic, forget Republican. If you are talking with someone and you're trying to resolve an issue or get through a discussion, You let them talk, they let you talk, you talk over each other, you can't hear each other, the point's not being made, you get frustrated, that's not the way to do it. So I just find it funny how people are coming at her saying how she set women's lib back and blah, 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 like, for standing up for herself? No. Here is the thing. If you are not a woman, don't speak on women's issues. If you are not of color, don't speak on people of color's issues. So men, 
saying, oh, she sent women's lib back. Shut the fuck up. You don't know anything about women's lib. You don't because you don't go through it. Same again with LGBTQ uh, race issues. If you aren't part of that group, do not try to speak on it because you look foolish. You look foolish. You don't know what you're talking about. And just for clarification purposes, the reason why people say that Mike Pence is gay is because he is. Like, we're not, like, being funny. We're not being cruel. We're not being anything other than truthful. He came out and said, gay conversion therapy saved my marriage. I was having unnatural thoughts. Guys, he's living in a world in his mind that he he cannot be gay. It is not okay for him to be gay. This is why he goes so hard. And he feels like gay conversion therapy would be good for everybody. He feels like if you're gay that you should be locked up. Um, LGBTQ people should not have the same rights as people. My thing is, how terrible would you feel to be Mike Pence? You see trans people. You see... uh, gay people getting married, trans people living their lives, getting benefits, getting their surgeries. You are just here, married to your wife, and holding whatever impulses, whatever you have inside. I'm not saying I feel bad for Mike Pence. I'm just saying what a sad life that that must be. Like, to wake up every morning knowing you're not being your true self. Granted, that's his decision. That's fine. But where I have a problem with is he's trying to make everybody else around him feel as though his opinion is the right opinion. It's okay to be suppress your gayness. It's okay to discriminate against people. It's not okay to discriminate against anybody, period. But I just want you to understand why people joke about Mike Pence being gay. It's not that they're making gay a pejorative. He really is gay. He just doesn't want to admit it. He doesn't want to, which is fine. That's his choice. Again, that's his choice. If he doesn't want to come out, that's fine. But, yeah. Um, I kind of do feel bad for him. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't, I think him holding in who he really wants to be makes him an evil person because he is an evil person. He wants to do evil things to people born here. So Trump and Pence talk so heavily about borders, about keeping foreigners out, about keeping illegal immigrants out. You know, we got to keep them out. We got, this is America. We got to keep Everybody American. We got to keep jobs American. We got to keep um, no. Sh- we want to not ship outside of America as less as possible. But then you look at what they're doing to American people, and yeah, you're American, but you're gay. So I don't want you to get married legally. Yeah, you're American, but you're trans. I don't want you to have benefits or serve in the the army. 
yeah, you're American, but you're black and you create ghettos. Like, how how do you rationalize all that? How do you how do you say foreigners are bad and then well some Americans are bad as well? Like, fix your own house first. Like, I just I'm I'm so my head hurts. The white American straight. The heterosexual cisgender American white male is the most judgmental human being on the planet. So judgmental. Number two would be the black and brown cisgender heterosexual men. Like that would be number two. Understand how how this happened. The man who killed George Floyd, he was arrested and and convicted and charged with his George's murder. But the judge said, you know what? We're going to put you on house arrest. And then the judge said, you know what? If you need to leave the state, go right ahead. Danger to society as a cop, as a man of the law, as a, an officer of the law. He killed someone. How the fuck are you going to let him leave the state? What? I, because of what he did, we had a basic civil rights movement in June of this year. He is at the epicenter of it. He is the antagonist of it. How dare you let him leave? What the fuck is going on? I don't, I don't get that. I don't, I'm, I'm just so confused by that judge. I, I don't get it. And then you have a woman who wanted to give a better life for her child. So on her forms, she lied about her address. She's serving 20 years for that. I, I'm, I'm lost. I'm lost at how, oh, she was a black woman too, by the way. And yes, I mentioned race because there seems to be a huge discrepancy when it comes to legal procedures with race. That woman, well, she didn't pay any money to anybody. She just simply lied on the form 20 years in prison. She's still serving. She got put in, in jail in 2011. Still serving. Felicity Hoffman, a white woman, paid $15,000 to have someone doctor information to make her, her child look like her child was excelling at sports to get a special scholarship. She got 15 days in jail. Lori Lofman, another white woman, spent over $500,000 to do the same for both of her children. She got two months in jail. And those jails that those two women got, Felicity Huffman and Lori Lachlan, McLaughlin, or whatever her name is, I don't fucking care, they said it's like a, a beach resort. People are saying it's not really prison, it's more like a day spa. 
This is why people bring up race so much. There's a, a, a man on TikTok who created a TikTok, and I don't know if you know the song, I like you, I don't give a fuck about your boyfriend. Well, this black guy did a, a thing, like, mocking it, not mocking it, but he he just, like, said, I don't even remember the, the words that he used, but basically it was just like, I don't care about life, fuck you, you know? This other guy in Britain, instead of using that same guy's song, or sound, excuse me, because the guy's sound had reached a million, the British guy took the guy's rap and used it for himself. Um, and he got heat. People came at him, were like, uh, yeah, that sounds familiar. And some woman said, I'm not shocked that a black creator's words were used. And he reposted that woman and was like, it's not about race. How dare you? But I don't know if he's listening. Probably not. Steve, let me just tell you something. In American culture, you're not from America, but, you know, I don't know what it's like in in Britain. In American culture, white people have a tendency, some white people, not all, some, because I don't want to generalize and say all white people are bad because all all white people are not bad. Some white people have a tendency of stealing and appropriating from, from black and brown people and passing it off as their own. For example... Little Richard was doing his thing for many years. Many years. I mean, he was he was the shit. Then comes Elvis doing the exact same thing that Little Richard did. But Elvis gets notoriety over Little Richard and doesn't give him credit. And so people go back and say, oh, well, Little Richard was the black Elvis. No, it's the other way around. Elvis was the black, or excuse me, was the white Little Richard. So this is what I mean when I say appropriating isn't good. If you, if you steal something, give them credit. So Steve, that's the TikToker's name. I'm not going to say his whole name. But Steve, this is why that woman was angry at you because this has a history of being done. And I don't know you from Adam. I can't say if you're being racist or not. I'm assuming you weren't. I'm just going to assume that you weren't. But in her mind, you were. And then to go on and make a TikTok reply to attack her, saying to her, again, a, a white man, saying to her, well, you're the reason why racism exists. People like you. Mm, no, that's, that's not it, bud. And to be quite honest, if you are one of these TikTok creators who says, oh, I'm all about positivity, I, I spread love, and then you say things like that, let me tell you something. You may be angry at something that somebody says, You know what? I'll tell you what I do. 
when I see negative comments on any of my social media, when I see disgusting things, I'll at first try. I will try to reach them, and I'll respond a little. But if they don't get it, and if they're just saying nasty things because they want my attention, not only will I block them, but I will delete the whole thread. I will delete it, period, point blank, end of story. I do not come on social media for racism, for transphobia, for xenophobia. That's not why I come on social media. I come on social media to have fun, to laugh, to engage with people that I haven't engaged with in a long time, that are far away, that are long-lost friends. I don't come to defend myself, to defend black people, to defend LGBTQ people. That's not my job. That's not why I come on. If I have to, like I said, I'll give you a chance. But if you're not getting it, I'm done with you. Period. You're done. Who needs that? That's exhausting. So if you say that you are positive and you spread love, what I suggest is if you see a negative comment like that, ask the person what they mean. Steve could have just said, hey, what do you mean? How, How is that? Like, he didn't even care about the fact that she said he was stealing something. He just focused in on the race part. What do you mean I'm stealing from a black creator? And then she went on to explain herself, but he was still stuck on her bringing up race. But here's the kicker. Other people had said it before her. Other people said the almost exact same thing before her, and he focused in on her comment. And then, of course, white people responded, saying, oh, yeah, I know. They always talk about race. Uh, they? Dude, you're proving her point. So just ask people. Give them a chance to explain the situation first before you go buck wild. And not only that, stop doing things to go viral. If you want to put out a post, because you feel good about something, do that. But don't make posts that you think are going to go viral, because chances are they're not going to. I know that firsthand. I put out this post that was so funny, I thought so much about it, and it did not go viral, and I was disappointed. But people like, moving on to my next topic, a good segue, Nathan Apodaca was riding a skateboard a motorized skateboard, because he was trying to get to work. His car had broken down. He had his longboard, motorized longboard in his car. He took it, was drinking ocean spray, and just, he put the video out there on TikTok. He set it to Fleetwood Mac's Dreams, which is one of my favorite songs of all time. If you ask anybody born in the 80s, Dreams is one of their favorite songs. It's just such a feel-good song. Do we really know what the words are? Probably not. But the beat, the way um, 
Stevie Nicks sings, her voice, everything about that song is just like, oh, my God, I love this song. It puts you in such a good mood. And then seeing this guy on a longboard, he gets the words a little bit wrong, but whatever. He's drinking. He doesn't crash. He doesn't – it's not like – it's just a simple video. I, I kid you not. Go on Instagram – or, sorry, go on TikTok. Look up uh, Dog Face, D-O-O-G Face. It'll pop up. He's just chill guy. And during all of this pandemic and, and, and voting and presidential debates and the fly and racism and all this stuff, seeing a video like this will put you in a fucking good mood. He's just chilling, drinking his ocean spray on his longboard, listening to Stevie Nicks wail. And he, he at first said that in an interview he wasn't going to post it, but he decided to post it. 40 million views later, boosted the sales of that song's downloads. Ocean Spray contacted him, bought him a brand new truck after finding out what he did, what happened to him, and also filled it with Ocean Spray drinks for him because he loves Ocean Spray. Again, Nathan didn't think that he would, he had no idea that it's, it would blow up. He didn't even think anything of it. He actually, like I said, he didn't even want to post it. But he didn't think, oh, this is going to go viral. He just did it. He just did it, and that was it. So my point, again, is just do something to do it. Don't think about how many people are going to see it. If one person sees it and they smile from it and they comment on it, you've done your job. Yesterday was... World Mental, Mental Health Day. We need good stuff reported around us everywhere. Stop with the always posting to get views. I think when you, po- when you reply to someone's comment and the comment is negative, you're doing it because you want other people to agree with you. Because if you didn't want other people to agree with you, you would just leave it in the comments or you would delete the comment altogether. But you want everybody else on your bandwagon. You want to go viral. You want people to see that. The funniest replies, I think, are the ones when people reply to love and people reply to thirst traps. There's this one guy. I can't remember his name. Curly something. He's a really attractive guy. He replies. He does... um, TikTok reply videos when people say thirst trappy things to him. Granted, it'll increase what people say because they want to get replied to, but it's funny. And the way he looks and how he re- reacts to the, to the post is funny. I don't mind those. I think it's funny. It's something different. It's something positive. But Responding to negativity by being negative is plain out stupid. You know, I feel like in life, when we grow up, we get more immature because our parents taught us universally, I might add. And I, I think I brought this up the last, last um, podcast. Don't touch what ain't yours. Admit when you're wrong. Don't talk back to adults. Don't talk to strangers. Um, don't go with strangers. Um, and I think that goes with don't talking. I, I don't think they mean, like, 
don't ever talk. If a stranger says hi, don't say hi back. But they they did teach you to be polite. So now as we are, we're adults, what do we do? We hook up with random strangers during a pandemic. And even before that, why? It's a stranger. Don't, don't go to some stranger's house. You wouldn't have done that when you were a kid. Why are you doing that as an adult? Just because you have the freedom to do that? Okay, but do you have the common sense? And then come to find out that and it feels like nobody's talking about this. People say how crazy Democrats are and how crazy libertards. And just to let you know, libertards is a term where it's combining the word, the two words, liberals and retards. Like, I just want you to know that. When people say libertards, that's what they're saying. But these are the same people that say mentally handicapped people are called mentally handicapped. Don't call them retarded. But it's okay for you to say libertards. Guys, you've got to stop being hypocritical. You have to stop that. It is crazy, crazy, crazy when I hear people say that. Because I know what the, what the combination is. But nobody's talking about that. But anyway, my point is, people say how crazy we are, and they'll talk about Antifa, but yet every single time I look up in the news, there's somebody who's an extreme Republican, a white nationalist, that are doing things that are so horrific, driving into a crowd and killing a woman, plotting the kidnap death, of kidnap death, and I mean that. They wanted to kidnap her and kill her, of a U.S. governor. Um, it's just, it just blows my mind that if this was Black Lives Matter group, they would have been classified as domestic terrorists and they would have been dismantled by now. I don't... I don't know. I'm worried about the justice system. I really am. Because sometimes it works and sometimes it don't. And most of the time it's not working. And I don't understand. Shouldn't it work all the time? Or 95% of the time? I don't think we should ever... I would love for us to have a perfect system. I don't think we'll ever get there. But... Having a, a legal system that works 50% of the time isn't good. That's, that's, that's horrible. This is why sometimes people do outrageous things that are not people of color because they know they're going to get away with it. I mean, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. But... Um, and I think this is also why, and this brings me to this subject, I'm not understanding how Pris Crap, Pris Crap, Pris Crap, <laughs> I said Pris, how Chris Pratt isn't canceled. I don't understand how this man is not canceled. He is the most 
alienating celebrity in Hollywood right now. He's said and done things that are so shady. And I'm sorry, if somebody else had done it, they would have been canceled by now. And yes, I know it's just his words. He hasn't, like, no one's come out and said that he's sexually assaulted them or anything like that. But you guys are quick to drag Tom Cruise and cancel him, but Chris Pratt can get away with all of this stuff. And what I mean all this stuff, three major things that he did recently that I'm just, I'm done with him. Number one, he belongs to a homophobic church, period, point blank. He can deny what he wants to because he wants that, you know, box office receipts. But one of his fellow celebrities, Ellen Page, came out and said, yeah, you, dude, you belong to a homophobic church. He's like, no, 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 I don't. No, I, then what is your views on um, homophobia? What is your views on homosexuality? What is your views on transgender? Give me your, give me your views on it. He never has. He's never spoken on that. Interesting. Interesting. He's never, oh, I'm sorry. Let me correct myself. He has said everybody should live, but he's never came out to support either or, I guess. He's never said, oh, a man should be married to a woman, but he's never said, you know, happy gay pride month. He's right in the middle. And for me, if you're going to say something, say the right thing. The right thing is if you are an American citizen and you pay taxes and you want to find love and want to have an apartment and want to drive a car, you should be able to. There's no debating. There's no race and gender identity and sexual orientation. There is no debating that. Don't, there's no debating it at all. The only right answer for all those is don't be racist. Don't be homophobic. Don't be transphobic. And let people live. That's the only answer. Because at the end of the day, me being black does not affect you. Me being trans does not affect you. So just mind your own business. You being heterosexual doesn't affect me. So what the... I don't know. Whatever. So that was the first thing. The second thing. He went online and he said, oh, my poor darling, meaning his girlfriend, Catherine, uh, girlfriend at the time, Catherine Schwarzenegger. She tried to cook. She attempted to cook. But in the famous words of Rocky, If at first you don't succeed, try again. I'm paraphrasing. So basically he said, you know, I know you tried to cook, but go back in the kitchen and try it again. Not, and and why I think that's sexist, folks, is this. 
he should have said. This is what he should have said. Oh, my goodness. My girlfriend tried to cook last night. It wasn't pretty. Laugh out loud. What we will do is we will go take cooking lessons or we will work at this together so that we're both better cooks. But instead, he put it all on her and he made it seem sexist. Period. The last thing that he did was he put this impassionate post about voting and how important it is and how we must vote and people have died. And then he said, vote for Onward, your people's choice favorite animated cartoon. All of that is true. People have died. People have died for their right to vote. People have suffered greatly just to get the right to vote. For him to put that and mock it, not, that's not the thing to mock, sweetheart. Not at this time. He needs to be canceled immediately. I'm sorry. I know people say, oh, cancel culture. No. The reason why I feel he needs to be canceled is because of people like Donald J. Trump. The reason why that governor had a plot against her for being kidnapped is because Donald J. Trump went on TV last week and or the week before and said, Proud Boys, stand by. He activated them. This group was following his directive. And what I mean by directive is they thought this is what he wants us to do. So let's do it. So if you got someone like Chris Pratt being homophobic, spreading the message that women should be in the kitchen, and saying voting isn't that important, Others will do the same. Why? Because people are sheep sometimes. Sometimes people are sheep. And I say sometimes because I truly mean it. There are people that just, they have so much hate broiled up inside them. They're just waiting for somebody to just say, okay, unleash the beast. And they'll do it. They'll harm other people. But when I say sometimes, I'm I'm trying to say this. There's this woman on Bachelor, and I want to talk about this. She's on Bachelor. She was a Bachelorette. Her name, um, let me me get her, her name, sorry. She was actually dating a guy kind of like Chris Pratt. Her name is Becca Cochran. Becca was on season 14 of The Bachelorette. I kind of want to watch it now. But anyway, she chose to date and get engaged to a guy named Garrett, who at the time that he was about to be selected, he liked a transphobic post. She still went with him. She's like, you know, I think in her mind, she's like, okay, that was the past. He's not, he's not like that anymore. During the whole George Floyd 
um, how do I? In June of this year, when George Floyd was murdered, this guy, Garrett, did a post. Not about George Floyd. He, he, he posted his black square and put different color fist emojis. And I did talk about this before on this podcast. But after that, he put up a, a, a Blue Lives Matter post. Why? And again, I talked about this before, but let me just refresh your memory. His friend's friend. This is how he described it. His friend's friend. Not his friend. He didn't call the person my friend. His friend's friend got shot in the head as a cop at at some sort of riot. His friend, their mutual friend, was upset. And because his friend was upset, he decided to make a post saying, Blue Lives Matter too, guys. Everybody said, everybody dragged him, first of all. Well, not everybody. Some people supported his theory. When you say Blue Lives Matter, here's the thing. Black Lives Matter means people of color matter. That includes Anyone with a darker shade of skin. doesn't matter what your profession is. If you are a person of color, your life matters. That's what it means. Blue lives matter means if you are in a profession, specifically if you're a cop, your life matters. What? So does red lives matter, firefighters? Does white lives matter for hospital workers? Oh, wait, white lives matter. Oh, that's controversial. You can't say that. So my point is, don't put up a post about an occupation. Occupation isn't coming under fire here. Yeah, there are people that hate cops, but people hate lawyers as well, and people hate all people in any profession. People hate customer service reps. But no one is going to different police buildings and many. Yes, I'm sure that there are, there have been a few in the, in the news where there have been precincts that have been bombed. But if you look at who's doing that, mostly people that have no pigment in their skin. It's mostly white people that are doing it, period, point blank. So keep your blue lives matter. That makes no sense whatsoever. That's a profession. You get to not, you can wear plain clothes at the end of your shift and walk down the street and nobody knows you're a cop. If you walk down the street as a black person, people are always going to see you as a black person. So stop with the Blue Lives Matter. Anyway, Becca tried to talk to him. Her sister was upset by his post. She talked openly about it. Whatever. It really affected their relationship. Not only that, but Becca is the co-host of 
a podcast where her co-host is black. And so it just became a bone of contention that she felt, and again, she talked about this, she felt that she wasn't with a partner that was, A, willing to learn from his mistakes, and B, that she felt completely 100% compatible with. So they broke up. People said, oh, why are you listening to your friend? Why are you listening to Rachel? Why are you listening to other people? This is your relationship. So you don't want her to listen to Rachel, and you want her to listen to you and get back with him. Got it. People stop being hypocrites. At the end of the day, she made the decision for herself and for her future. She had spoken openly about how she cried when he posted that. She, she did that even before she talked about how upset her family was by what he posted. But I love how people say how wonderful she is in posts and how strong-minded and, and, oh, she's this, that. And the minute that she broke up with him, oh, you're just being a sheep. You're just listening to your friend. Now you're single and you listen to your friend. What? Either she's stupid and she listens to other people or she's smart and she's strong like you said she was before. Make up your mind, people. She can't be both. Um, yeah. Another topic that is hot right now is the stimulus package. At this point, it should be called something else because other countries, when they first had their first stimulus package, it cascaded and continued for months. Giving people in America during this huge stock market crash and economy crash one check at the beginning of all this, having unemployment run out, this is not going to stimulate. These people are going to take that money and pay back bills. People are still out of jobs right now. Or they're taking odd jobs just to get some money in here and there. They're not doing what they were used to doing. Um, I don't know. I don't know if we should call it a stimulus package. It's been far too long between payments. Last check for some people was in July, and now it's coming up. I mean, it's October, but it's November's right around the corner, and they've had no money. Is this a stimulus package? I don't. And I get that the money has to come somewhere. I get that the money that we spend on trying to re-stimulate the economy. We're going to pay for later, but don't call it a stimulus package and you only help out for a little bit. Like, that's not stimulating anything. That's giving people something so that you can get a boat. When you make a plan, have long-term effects involved. Not, okay, I want to give you money so that you vote for me. That's what it feels like. It felt like you, you wanted to get my vote and you gave me a little bit of money. People are still struggling. Like, do better. You are an adult making laws, making decisions that will forever change this country. Do better. 
remove yourself from the situation and put yourself in people's shoes, the average American, not Congress where you have a six-figure salary and you get vacation during a pandemic. Put yourself in other people's shoes, the average American. Put yourself as a single person in America who has just been laid off. What would you need? Put yourself in their shoes. I just, I don't know. Whatever. And I, I mean that across the board. Like I said with um, last week with movie studios, Mulan is still $30. They haven't, Disney has not changed their pricing point. Mulan came out being made for $200 million and it's only made $60 million in the box office. Box office meaning exclusively through Disney+. Plus. That should tell you something, guys. That means lower the price. The second you lower that price, you're going to see viewership. You lower, and I'm not talking 19.99 because like I just said, people are struggling. You put that, that movie at 9.99 or you even make it free. But if I understand you want to make money, put it at 9.99. See what happens. I guarantee you that movie will fly off the shelves. Right now, there's so much controversy because the star of the uh, movie has said some very controversial things. Um, apparently, it's not written very well. I haven't seen it. I won't see it until it's free or lower, period. Movie theaters are opening back up. It's not the same. Like I said before, I was spoiled. You know, when, we, when I was a kid, we had to sneak in food, and we, ha- we could only get popcorn and soda at the concession stand. And movie ticket prices were about $4. And that was our routine. Over time, we've got reclining chairs. We've got push a button, you get concierge. You, got, you can go to the concession stand and get popcorn, soda, hamburger, cheeseburger, whatever you want. Now we're going backwards at a higher ticket price. I don't, I don't think so, guys. That's not, no. I don't, mm, I don't know. There hasn't been, there was one movie that got me into the theaters, and that was Tenet, and I, yeah, what a bad movie. There hasn't been a movie that's come out that's made me want to go to the theater you better. Again, Hollywood is looking at people and saying, oh, well, we're going to charge $30. We're going to charge $20 because if they went to the movie theaters right now on an average non-pandemic day, they would spend way more than that for their family. But I'm not a family. I'm just a single person. I've got no kids. Spending $30 on a movie where I have to sit at home, not happening. Spending $20 where I have to sit at home when ticket prices are 18 bucks, not happening. I've waited until Trolls was free, and I actually still haven't seen the whole thing because I fell asleep. I was tired. It wasn't a boring movie. But you have to do better. You have to cater to the market right now, and the market is down. Having a family struggling to survive, and you go online and 
your kid sees a movie for $30 and they're going to bug that parent, that parent's going to spend the $30 to shut their kid up, but that $30 could have gone to something else in the household. So you just took away from a household simply because you wanted to be greedy during a pandemic. That's fucked up. I'm sorry. Way fucked up. We have to do better. Who knows? Who knows if we will? In any event, I um, I did go live twice recently, and I talked about my books. Um, yeah, I still want to do a giveaway. Definitely want to do a giveaway. Um, looking forward to connecting with people and seeing how people react real time. Again, Miss Emmy Morgan on TikTok, follow me and I'll let you know when I'm going live so that you can join. My Eva Mendez moment. This is a big one. So I have a huge crush on Taylor Kenny from Chicago Fire. He used to date Lady Gaga. Um, he's one of my favorite actors. Like, he's the type of guy, like, if I met him in the streets, I would probably want to ask him out. Like, he just seems so, like, unaffected. He seems unaffected. Like, he's, first of all, gorgeous. He's talented. And he just has this attitude. Like, you just want to, like, hang out with him. He seems like a real guy. Well, anyway, I follow him, and he posted about his restaurant in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Oh, let me get the name so that I can plug it for him. <laughs> I'm such a sweet future girlfriend. Um, and I just thought I wanted to just send a word of encouragement. I didn't know if he would respond. I didn't care if he would respond. I just wanted to send a word of encouragement. It's called um, Zoetropolis. And it's opening during this pandemic, but he's excited about it. Uh, And so I posted, congratulations. You know, I posted, congrats. He liked my post. (laughs) I was so excited. It was like, he saw me. And it was almost like that that thing when you're in a party and you're like, okay, that guy's really cute. Look at me, look at me, turn and look at me. And he did. I don't know. Um... It just made me feel good. And it goes back to what I was saying before. I didn't expect him to see my comment. I didn't care if he did or not. I just wanted to say something positive, you know, just just to say it. And look what happened. So I was on cloud nine. Um, again, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Zootropolis. I think it's a steakhouse. But, yeah, that's my little cutie. And he's got the little gap. Oh, he's so hot. He is so hot. And he's got salt and pepper hair. Oh, my God. Oh, I want to marry him. Um, anyway, for shout-outs, uh, let's see. Who should I shout-out? I didn't obviously think of this before the show. I thought of the Taylor thing. I want to... Shout out. Um, hmm. Who should I shout out? All right. This is going to, you know, whatever. 
I want to shout out the cast. I started watching Friends from the very first episode to current. And right now I'm at season three. I just started season three. I started yesterday. Was it yesterday? No, I started Friday. And there's a lot of episodes. It's 10 seasons, and it's about 22 to 24 episodes per season. So I'm already at season three. This is, we're moving along very well. They're like 27 uh, minutes per episode as well. Here's why I want to shout out that cast. A lot of people today have said, oh, the cast is so white. They rarely featured people of color, blah, blah, blah. And I'm watching the show again, and I'm like, wait, they always feature people of color. Ross's girlfriend was Asian a whole season, and Monica's coworker was black. And so, yes, I understand that they didn't have a lead cast member of color. I totally get it. But it's a false narrative to say they never featured people of color. They did. So I, I'm looking back, and I'm pretty proud that I'm a Friends fan. And I will be honest, the first season, I laughed a little bit, but not a lot. The second season, oh, my gosh, I was laughing hysterically. Like, throughout almost every episode, my face was hurting because it was just so funny this season. I laughed from beginning to end. I haven't gotten there yet, but I just remember, I was looking at some of my favorite episodes. I Googled some of my favorite episodes, and they all end up being in season five, written by one of my favorite Friends writer, Alexa Jones. She is my favorite Friends writer of all time. She is so funny. Her scripts are always hilarious. Um, she's the one that actually wrote the whole episode where Monica and Chandler are discovered by Phoebe and Rachel. And she also wrote um, Chandler being stuck in the airport and the um, ATM vestibule with Jill Goodacre. Like, this woman is hilarious. Oh, my gosh. I love her. So I want to shout out the Friends cast because um, – and, uh, no, I want to shout out the show Friends. And if you look at the structure of that show, that show came out in 94, I believe. Wait, hold on. Did it come out in 94? Um, let me see. Yeah, it came out in 94. After that show, every show had, like, okay, there's going to be a hangout. There's going to be friends. You're going to have an apartment, blah, blah, blah. But it had the same structure as friends. And even, um, I want to say, oh, well, they kind of start trend, but whatever. But anyway, I just feel like the show had such an impact on how shows are structured right now. Like, what's one of the, um, I'm trying to think of a show. Um, Every comedy and every drama always has some sort of anchor where people um, converge, you know, 
like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, they had the bronze. So that was the place where they converged as a cast and some things happened there where Central Perk was the first one. You know, Central Perk was where most of the action took place, the coffee shop. And then the coffee shop business boomed after that. Now coffee shops are everywhere. I think it's because they're friends. I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't mind seeing a reboot of Friends with a different cast. Don't want them to have like, the same names and situations. I would, if, if there was a reboot, there needs to be friend, the title of Friends, the concept, Six Friends, but everything else is different. Names, situations, I'd like that. I wouldn't mind that. Or a continuation where you see the kids from Friends grown up now. So either, oh, sorry. Either of those two situations I'm okay with. But I would mind, I would mind this generation being introduced to Friends. Look what happened when they were introduced to Fleetwood Mac. So, yeah. So that's it. That's all I got. I hope that everybody has um, it's a longer episode than I thought it would be. Sorry. Um, I hope everyone has a good rest of your Sunday. Happy um, Indigenous Peoples Day tomorrow. Um, I am going to reflect a lot um, and just think about a lot of things. I'm so grateful that People are, there are more accepting people than there are naysayers um, because I don't think we would be celebrating um, Indigenous People Day. Tomorrow it still would be called Christopher Columbus Day. And again, that's, that's another situation where um, a white person said that he discovered a land that was already occupied by people. Um, yeah. Indigenous people, a.k.a. Native Americans, were already here, and he said he discovered this place. And that's why it's been the name has been changed. And I know some people are like, oh, my gosh, why are people always changing everything? Why can't things stay the same? Because we evolve as a society. Yes, our society has become more cult- culturally sensitive, That's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing to watch what you say before you say it. It's not a bad thing to recognize indigenous people as the the first Americans and not Christopher Columbus discovering it. I understand that it's a shock to your system and it makes you relearn things that you've known, that you thought you knew your whole life, but this is what growing up and growing old means. Getting more knowledge, understanding that things are different now. I wouldn't have had a podcast back in the day. I wouldn't have had a voice back in the day. The way things were before, please. But now with this new world comes new rules. We have to adjust to them, period. Stop going backwards. Move forward. That's all. That's all I'm saying. But once again, thank you for listening. I appreciate you. I love you guys. You're amazing. Follow me on TikTok. Um, Look for the free book giveaway. Maybe I'll do a free book giveaway on this show. 
who knows? But um, thanks again for listening. Mwah. Love you guys. Still thirsty for more tea? Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Spilled Tea PC. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Spilled Tea.